everyone and welcome back to Oops, I Dad It Again, a podcast by dads, about dads, but for everyone. My name is Ben and I'm a dad. And my name is Matt and I'm a dad. Well, Ben. We did it. Yeah. yeah, we did it. We're back for round two. Here we go. We're not giving up. Didn't, didn't get that knockout punch in round one, so we got to come back. Well, maybe I'm biased, but I think we have a lot more to talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean... That's the joy of dadhood, is that it just continues on forever and ever and ever until probably the days that we die, which is, ooh, kind of a grim way to look at it, but also true. That is right. Well, you know, they say once you're a parent, you're always a parent, so. That's true. That's true. If that's any connection to, like, how I feel about my parents, it's definitely true. (laughs) Yes. Well, my parents, I definitely have taken that to, uh, to the max, which I appreciate. I shouldn't say it as a negative, but. No, I was going to say, it's never a bad thing to have that extra support. There's obviously got to be boundaries, but, you know, it's good to have the extra support. Yeah, of course. So uh, what's going on? How's how's everything going in Ben's life? Oh, it's spectacular. Um, school has started up again. If you're just joining us, the, I am a teacher, so school started up again. And, you know, it actually brings me to one of my questions for the day, which I guess I'll get to later, but I am exhausted. It's <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to handle early baby never sleeps makes me tired all the time yeah i mean well we can definitely dive into that later i don't think i have any tips or tricks especially since you don't drink coffee but yeah uh yeah that that'll be that'll be a fun thing to talk about yeah that'll be rough well it just the one of the days we have like our open house right so i'm there from like six in the morning because i get there early because i'm an obnoxious person and then i was there until like 8 30 at night so it was like you know what is that? 14 and a half hour day. It was, it was pretty rough. That's long. Well, just, uh, you know, think about taking some time <laughs> when you're, when your newborn arrives and, uh, I yeah. don't know. Oh, for sure. Your, your wife's going to be home though. So, oh yeah. That'll See, that'll, nice. that's like the benefit. And obviously like those days are only once a year, luckily. So it's not like a constant thing where I'm there for 14 and a half hours, which is amazing. But yeah, I mean, that's honestly, that's really all that's new for me personally in the, in the moment. How about you, Matt? How's everything going? You know, we're surviving. Um, uh, our three-year-old, uh, started nursery school. Uh, so that has been, that's been exciting and fun to watch her go off and, be an independent little kiddo for a couple hours yeah. uh, during yeah, the I week. have to say, I, I saw you post some of those adorable pictures on some social media sites, and I could not help but sit and stare and see how cute you guys all were. Yeah, it's, you know, it's exciting. She, you know, the first day we went, uh, I went with her and spent the whole time. And then the second oh, time, nice. the second day, you know, she went by herself. So from here on out, like, she's a little independent lady. Uh, Wait, <laughs> so. that's so cool that you could spend the whole day there. What what went on in the preschool classroom? Uh, you know, just a lot of exploration. They just kind of played and did a bunch of different activities kind of on their own. The kids that were there, you know, interacted with each other and sort of set the groundwork for some friendships, I'm guessing. And uh, oh, yeah. then they did some like circle time, sang some songs, nice. read some books, and then they, they were off. So Man. it was fun. It was fun to be there. That's so cool. Now, were there like... I'm assuming all of the parents of the kiddos were in that in that time, right? Yeah, so that's about 20 kids, and each one of them had one parent there. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, well, there you go. That's your dad win, I would say, definitely for the week, man. That's pretty epic. Yeah, you know, it's it's. 
I feel like I've always wished away this time for our kids to go to school so we don't have to worry about paying for childcare and, and all that stuff. But it is yeah. weird. It was weird um, on Thursday to be here with just one kid. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Hey, you know, I got to ask while we're on the topic, did you get like emotional at all when all this was going down, you or your wife? Um, I don't, I didn't. I, you know, I think for me, I was just like, it was, I was a proud dad. And it's like, all right. And you were like, yeah, time to leave. Watch Let's it. get you out of the house. Right. That's, that's what you're going. At. Yeah. Ready to drop her off at college. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, you know, for me, it was definitely, uh, more of a proud thing, like really watching her just go and be independent and like start to be a human. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Man. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. You know, I mean, that's like. Well, no, I, I think this is pretty accurate to say. Isn't that like her first time legitimately being out of the house? Like well, by for an extended period of time? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously yeah. by herself. I, w- I hope you wouldn't just leave her out of the house. She's only three, Matt. But like, yeah, I mean, legitimately like metaphorically on her own somewhere relatively new. Is it, This is like her first time, right? Oh, yeah. Without mom and dad. You know, obviously there's great, we have great teachers there and, and everything. Yeah. And there's also parent helpers that help out. Yeah, but this was the first time that she was out without any parents or grandparents or anything so man so okay so you didn't get emotional but were you feeling like nervous about the experience and you know i think knowing knowing my daughter i was a little worried that she would just start looking for us um my wife was Mm. actually the one that took her in uh that day and dropped her off and i I remember talking to her she was like i don't know what to do like i don't know how to (laughs) escape and yeah, um like get away the, without there being too many emotions yeah well and so one yeah. of the teachers uh, like was went and played and sat with sat with her um and distracted her and then my wife just kind of like snuck out and she was none the wiser so wow nice see. yeah yeah see that's that's the really cool thing about those you know preschools all that kind of stuff is those those teachers know what they're doing right oh. like listen i'm a secondary teacher eighth grade there's just no way, there's no way I could do what those, those little kid teachers do. I mean, they're incredible, but yeah, they, they have it down to a literal science, which is really cool. Yeah. I think probably they do a less, um, things that could go wrong. Like, I don't know. They don't, all, all of the kids are still at kind of like at zero, right? Like they don't have a ton of experience. They don't really have right uh, friendships or anything that have been formed over years. So I think base at baseline they're all kind of starting from the same spot which makes things for those teachers easier to yeah you know and and kind of like you mentioned earlier we're gonna we're gonna get into like child care before preschool type thing but like i would be interested to see how social interactions between children who regularly attended a daycare prior compared to those who who didn't who were just kind of at home with like maybe stay-at-home moms or in-home care or that kind of thing i'd be fascinated to see what that sort of dynamic is like between the two of those yeah i think it would be something really great to kind of dive into i've you know i've heard you know for me uh our daughter was born during the pandemic so she didn't socialize a ton she also hasn't gone to um daycare or anything like that so this is really kind of her first opportunity to you know start to have a social circle and, and start to like develop her social skills. So it'll be interesting right. to see. It'll be an interesting year. Lots of development, I think. And uh, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. So cool. Well, can I tell you a little secret? I actually 
remember my first day of preschool. Holy cow. Like vividly. It, it is one of the most prominent memories of my childhood. Okay. And let me tell you, it didn't go as well as, as it sounds like your kiddos did because <laughs> my mom was a stay at home mom. Okay. Oh, okay. And so she was around all the time. She took care of me, you know, my mother and my sister too. I'm the youngest. I think I mentioned that before. If I didn't, I am the youngest of three and she was kind of around, but I'm quite a bit younger than my brother. Who's the middle child. He's like four years older than me. But anyway, uh, I remember being very nervous. Number one. And number two, I remember being like devastated that my mother was leaving me. Oh like I was, or I knew nothing else but being around my mom. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so the, the most vivid memories, there's two memories that I have from the day. Well, really three, I suppose. The first is when my mom left and I was like, I felt so scared and so alone. This probably isn't making you feel good now that like <laughs> I'm saying this. I apologize. But anyway, I feel like it's important to share. Um, I was so scared. I felt so alone. And then I remember there was a circle time. Okay. And I sat out of the circle in the doorway, like crying. I was the only one. I was so scared. And I, yeah, I remember like vividly, I remember seeing the kiddos in the middle, in the middle of the the room doing their circle time, having so much fun and me being like, I want to do this, but I'm so scared. And then the last one I, I, the last memory I have, this should make you feel a little better, hopefully, (laughs) is is I do remember finally like giving in and going into the circle. I have those strong emotional feel negative emotional feelings in the beginning. And then that finally, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to see what it's about and just kind of do it. And I don't really have any memories past that besides, you know, fond memories of generally being in preschool. Well, that's, that's good. First off, I have to say the fact that you still remember all this is like impressive because I barely remember like what I had for lunch at this point. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's surprisingly vivid. It's that's wild. I, so I will yeah. say the, the teachers will post pictures um, through this app that all the parents are on. Oh. So we get to see like what the, what they did during the day and that kind of thing. And yeah. <laughs> there, there is a picture of our daughter and she's just like, she's sitting off by herself and oh, she's, no. she's doing something. And it's fine because like, I know like that sometimes for her, that's like, she just needs that alone time and she's like working on something or just processing something. Um, but it does make you a little sad as a parent. You're like, Oh, like I, I want you to be like involved in doing, yeah. you know, with the other kids. So that's yeah. crazy. What a crazy story, yeah. Ben. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, like I said, I, it probably didn't make you feel much better, especially now hearing you saw that picture of your poor kiddo, but like, listen, I'm sure she did fine knowing her she's she's very social and likes to play around so i can't imagine she had too much trouble yeah i think i think she'll be okay but that uh that whole tired thing that you're talking about and and yeah i think why i can't remember (laughs) what i had for lunch today is just because i'm tired all the time oh my gosh i was just gonna say we need to circle back to this and you're already making me feel worse about it than i already do (laughs) no you you know i the, the one thing i'll say about being tired and you know, we can obviously talk about it more, but it's like you just learn to be tired and do all yeah. of these things. I don't know. Yeah. Because you have no choice. Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I, I think about how tired I am right now, right? I have full-time job and that's really about the end of my true legitimate responsibilities. Like I come home, I make dinner, I do housework, I do yard work, that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's every, everybody does that, right? 
I just I keep thinking to myself, and it should be mentioned, if you're just joining us for our, this is your first episode, I technically do not have a child yet. My wife and I are expecting, and I actually just started a countdown timer for that, by the way. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it, we're 132 days from the due date, so we'll see if it comes earlier or later, but that's right. that's, that's the thing. Anyway, um, so we're 130 days out, and I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to add taking care of a child to this whole list of things I have to do and still get enough sleep to be able to function outside of zombie level. It's really, it's really honestly a huge fear I have right now. (laughs) And I don't know how else to say it. It's just like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't want to speak for all parents, but if you find a way to like function outside of, or get enough sleep to not be in zombie level, like let us all know, because I just feel like, I don't know, especially new parents, young parent or parents of young children are just like, you're just in it. Yeah. I feel like that's like my, my catchphrase lately. I was like, we're just like, we're in it. You know, you're tired, you're yeah. either overworked or something. Um, but yeah, I, I think you just do it because you have no choice. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and not that this is even remotely similar, but th- quite frankly, this is my only similar experience at this point. When I was in college, you know, I went to pretty intense school and I did, did a lot of pretty intense stuff, one of which being obviously part of a couple music groups. We talked about that in our last episode. And we would do like super late night rehearsals because we were leading up to our concert where I would only really get like, you know, three, maybe four hours of sleep a night. And I remember just being like, this is terrible. This is terrible. But at the same time, you know, I could still function. I could still manage things and all that. So again, that's probably the closest experience I have to what I'm going to experience. The problem is that only lasted, those intense days really only lasted like maybe a week or two tops. This is going to be permanent for the next few months. Well, it's not not permanent that... You know, the whole, <clears throat> the whole sleep deprivation thing, hopefully, knock on wood, like, it's not, you know, the first year or two years. Like, you, you'll get a new rhythm, and, and hopefully uh, your child will sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, that actually brings me to my next question. What, do you, what's your situation? Because you have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. What's, when did they start sleeping? Are they sleeping through the night? Gosh, now I'm afraid to ask that question. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we lucked out. I feel like we hit the, the sleep jackpot, honestly. Our, our daughter, uh, she slept through the night and, and by sleeping through the night, I really mean like she got like a solid six or seven hours straight. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, at a month. So at one month she slept through quote unquote the night. Um, Holy crow. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. I, I've never heard that before. Yeah. To the point where the, our pediatrician was like, don't wake her up, you know, wow, and feed good. her because obviously she's sleeping through the night. Um, <clears throat> so after that, like I was like, every child sleeps through the night at one month. So we oh. had our son <laughs> Oh boy! and no, I mean, he's, he's a great sleeper. Um, but he was not doing that that soon. It was probably like um, three or four months in, I think he's really kind of settled into like a, a good pattern. But honestly, like I said, we hit the jackpot. Both of our kids are sleeping great now. Um, we put them down between seven and eight. And by yeah. eight o'clock, both of them are sleeping and they sleep until about seven the next morning. So, man. That's, that's legitimately impressive. You know, I mentioned that I have siblings and both of their children 
they they have children. I, I have you know two nephews from my sister, and then three nephews and a niece from my brother, and their stories are very different. Um, my sister's is actually similar to yours. She mentioned that both of her boys were sleeping through the night, pretty much two to three months. Yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty solid for her. But you know, my brother, whose kids are roughly the same age as my sister's, um, some of them still struggle to sleep through the night and it's like years later so i'm just like oh my gosh that being said to your point about routine though getting them down at the same time every night making sure my sister is much better about that than my brother and i think i'm align me and my wife align much more with my sister in that case so uh, you know just fingers crossed that we we get good sleepers too i was a good sleeper my mother told me so hopefully my kids will be too there you go you i think you'll be fine and and to your point it is well some of it but i think I mean, to your point, it really does, having a child is as much on them or like having a good sleep pattern as much on the child as it is on the parents. Right. You know, I think it's very Mm -hmm. important that as parents, especially early on, you just kind of get into like a really strong routine. I remember uh, my wife was like, this is what we're going to, like we had, we knew exactly what we were going to do with our daughter. Um, almost every hour. And it seems, it seems like a lot, but you know, <laughs> the first, you know, few months, it's like sleep, eat, be awake for a little bit. And then you just repeat that again. And it's just like a three yeah. or four hour cycle throughout the day. Um, but you do that and they just kind of like fall into that rhythm. And mm. then, you know, there's books, I'm not an expert, but there's all those books and stuff about how to do sleep training and all of that. We never had to do that. I think just nice. because we had kind of developed this routine and, you know, stretched um, both of our kids out to sleep longer through the night. And yeah. for us, it worked. Uh, I know it doesn't necessarily work. We also didn't have like colic or any other like weird, you know, things going on um, and in the things early that years. Things that impact that routine, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, we very lucky. Um, but I, I do think routine is super important. For sure. And like I said, I I think knowing myself, knowing my wife, I think that's going to be huge for us to definitely slide into a routine. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just, I've often been told the expression, oh, well, you'll sleep when the baby sleeps, right? Like that's, but at the same time, like, you know, I almost think that would make it worse because sometimes just getting those quick little bursts of sleep make me feel more tired than if I just don't sleep at all. At least certainly more groggy. I'm a very groggy person in general. I'm not a morning person by any means. So if I have to go through that process of like waking up again and again and again, I might as well just stay awake and try to just deal with it. But yeah. like I said, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews on that sleep when the baby sleep situation. Did you find that to be a thing for you guys? I mean, I know like early early on like the first few weeks like my wife would try to cat nap and stuff um yeah. i took a you know i took a nap with our daughter she would like be propped up on my chest and you'd like sure doze off for a little bit but i think you get you know also you, you get into this routine of like when they're sleeping it's like okay now i can get the dishes washed or the lawn mowed like they're like you were saying right. like there are all of these other things like life goes yeah. on that you have to right. to do and it's during that time when they're sleeping, I would imagine like your hands aren't occupied. Exactly. They're down, yep. you know, like in, in their wherever they're sleeping. Right. So you yeah. can actually do things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, it, that was like <laughs> the moments throughout the day where we could get caught up on dishes and laundry right. and, and that type of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, 
it worked for us. That's all I, that's all I, I guess I'll say about that, you know? Yeah. Well, and the last thing that I'll bring up too is something else I've been told a lot is that, you know, if you're not going to sleep, quote unquote, when the baby sleeps to continue to do like, you know, I don't know, like vacuum the rug or just all these things to keep that background noise up. Because yeah. not only will that sometimes help the baby sleep, I've heard, but also it kind of builds that like you need to be able to do stuff while they're sleeping. So yeah. if they need to be able to sleep through some things as some noises, I guess. Exactly. I mean, just being realistic, like you can't keep your house completely quiet when your kiddos are sleeping. Right. Like right. we we vacuumed, we you know, we did all of the normal things that we would do throughout the day while our kiddos slept and it, you know, honestly like I remember our daughter, she would fall asleep. We'd take her to like concerts, like orchestra concerts and stuff. And she would just fall asleep at them, you know? Wow. And yeah. so just like, I don't know. Again, I think a lot of it's, it's a lot of it's on the par- on the child, but I think a lot of it's also on the parents, like yeah, set expectations, but like also don't, don't make a perfect sleep yeah. s- setting for them every time. Like it's just, it's impossible. Well, right. I mean, you know, expecting them to sleep perfectly every time would be like expecting expecting me to sleep perfectly every time. And let me tell you, I don't get a lot of great nights sometimes. <laughs> every now and then, yeah, there's sleepless yeah. nights sometimes. Stress and life and dadness happens. <laughs> I think you know, you will just kind of learn a new normal. I mean, that's what it's all about. Once you bring a, yeah. a newborn home, and yeah. you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. I wasn't a napper. I'm not. I'm not a nap person like it makes me super groggy the rest of the day yeah. so i just like push Same. through it and i'm like here right. we go <laughs> yeah i'm almost thinking that's what i might have to do and, you know the other thing last thing i'll say about this really before we can move on is i wonder if there's a, a comparison of like you know girl versus boy babies napping habits sleeping habits that kind of thing right just to Maybe. see if, i don't know because my sister would always come, I'm sorry, my mother would always come out about how my sister was not the best napper, but my brother and I were. Hmm. So again, very anecdotal evidence and a very small sample size, but still, I'd, I'd just be curious to see if that's anything. Do you notice anything like that with your with your kiddos? No, I mean, we, we haven't yet. Like I said, I think the biggest thing for me was like, our son didn't sleep through the night at one month old. And I thought, yeah. what's wrong? No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought something was wrong because your other one did so well. Exactly. Um, right. I think he was closer to like what normal people go through, but I think both of them are on like one exception. Like I think they're both just really good sleepers. So yeah, um, nice. yeah no, it's, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun. Get, get sleep when you can, Ben. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'll do my best. Like I said, I, you know, sleep's just going to be at a premium. So whenever I can get it, I'll try to get it. Maybe I will adhere to the whole sleep when the baby's sleeping thing. Let's just see how that goes. I will, I will say this too. And maybe this might be just a whole episode because I'd love to hear like from our listeners what their experience has been. But, uh, I never hear our kids wake up at night. Oh my gosh. I that, never, wait, I that's like not good them. though, Matt. No, it's not great. And my wife, especially if they like need you, right? right. What's well, yeah. What's your wife say about not all that? Thrilled. Well, um, <laughs> we were talking about oh uh, fur babies, right? Like back yeah. in the first episode and yeah. she quickly realized that like, I just won't wake up and it's not like, oh, so I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just like, I don't, just hear a heavy sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. So, Man. well, it'll wow. be interesting to see. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how you guys do yeah, this. <laughs> I, well, I'm a, I'm a pretty light sleeper. So I think I'm going to, it's, I don't know. 
I'm not as useful, I suppose, in the first few months as, as my wife is, is biologically going to be. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a pretty late sleeper, so I'll probably be awake more often than not. That's for sure. Yeah. I heard Um, a story real quick. Just heard a story about, um, a couple that just had their first and the, the wife will nurse and then hand Mm -hmm. the wake up the husband to like burp and like get back down and like, she'll go back to sleep while that's happening. And then he'll go back to sleep after the baby's eaten and settled back down. So, yeah, I mean, so they both they kind of like split it. Yeah. Help. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. That's nice. I say that, that, I don't know, gives me a purpose, I suppose. Yeah. Do better than yeah. I did or am doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's just sort of by nature, you being a heavy sleeper versus me being a lighter sleeper. Um, but to kind of circle back here a little bit, I think it's a good time. You mentioned you want to hear from people who are listening. Yeah. I think it's probably a good time to mention how people can contact us. Do you want to start us out there? Yeah. We have uh, some social media outlets. Uh, we have, we have an Instagram, uh, oops, I dadded again. And we also have a Twitter, right, Ben? Yeah, it's dadded again pod. And then we also have an email address, which just like all the other ones has to do with our, our, uh, title here. It is oops, I dadded again at gmail.com. Um, just for reference, oops is O-O-P-S and dadded is D-A-D-D-E-D. Oops, I dadded again at gmail.com. Feel free to contact us on any of those. We would love to hear what your kiddos are doing in terms of sleep. That's like an important thing that I'm afraid of losing now and hearing all these stories is making me nervous. Okay, Matt, the next thing I want to talk about is gender reveals. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for this? Because my wife and I just found out, I'll tell you and our listeners, obviously what we're having at the end of the podcast. So oh, inclination awesome. to stay, stay on, stay on and listen. Um, but we just found out and we are, uh, well, I kind of knew this about us going in because this is just how we are. We are very chill when it comes to like making significant announcements and making <laughs> things known. So we just sort of like tell people how it is like we are having, you know, that so Everyone was like, oh, are you going to do something big and fancy? And we're just like, no, no, we're not. But I have to say, um, I did I did spend some time looking into uh, gender reveals. And I uncovered this whole universe of like gender reveals gone wrong. Have you heard about oh, any geez. of these? Because they're pretty ridiculous. Oh, well, I have. I think I'm just on social media there. I saw a video. One of them used a plane. And it like yeah. crashed. And I think the pilot actually passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. So that was actually one of the ones I was going to talk about because it like just happened in the past like couple weeks here. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was took place in Mexico. Okay. And the pilot did die <laughs> during a gender reveal, I guess, plane, uh, plane centric event. And he crashed and literally died. And you're right. There is there's like a little a video of the whole situation going viral across uh, like all the social medias. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's wild. So like the whole point was kind of like skywriting, right? Yeah. So yeah. he was he was going to fly overhead and in this case, uh he was supposed to release a pink uh mist because they were having a girl, obviously the pink indicating okay. a girl. Um but there were like 
some issues apparently i'm trying to like you know skim over what i was saying there were some issues with like the releasing and after the plane like passed over the crowd like it just sort of I don't know, plummeted from the sky yeah, and well, exploded and died. The video. <laughs> Which is, I shouldn't laugh. It's horrible. No, it's, it's it's crazy and so sad. But the video, yeah. like the plane, it, like you said, was like going to fly over the couple and release the mist or whatever. And in the video, the plane's wing like rips off. And like. Oh my gosh. See, I didn't actually see the it, video. Like, it like veers off to the left or something crazy and it crashes and it's so the the craziest thing that i took away from it was like the couple did not even realize what had happened to the plane and i don't even think anybody else like the person that was videoing it wasn't even like aware that this plane just like crashed so oh my gosh so i just watched the video and you're absolutely right in a wild turn of events it's like flying overhead just after it passes by them yeah like literally almost instantly after releasing that thing you're right the plane wing comes off and the plane starts to like crash and the camera follows the plane but then like everybody else is like celebrating and excited about pink you know oh baby girl but wow yeah that's just it's insane it is and I don't know. I think they're getting a little out of hand, obviously. But I will say, so I saw one. This is did not end in in tragedy, but I saw another one with planes. It must have been like a military person. Um, mm-hmm. So they had two like military helicopters come by with big signs in the air. That's basically they were saying it was like we're having a baby, and then the next helicopter said, and it's a... Oh, and then this, yeah, like, like the build-up. Yeah, this fighter jet, like, flew over, and, like, I, I don't know, like, if anybody's ever gone to an air show, like, the planes have smoke. Mm-hmm. So this fighter jet, like, flew over and, and released this, um, I think it was blue smoke for a boy, and I was sure. like, that's cool. I was like, that's the only way I would have wanted to do a gender reveal if we found out. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, now apparently, if you do that, there's a high risk of the plane crashing. I, I guess so. so. Y- you know, like I said, that's not something to laugh about, but wow, it is just a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So another one that I found, and people probably heard about this, especially, I don't know, I think we mentioned last time we're based in the United States. Um, this is a New York Times article from, let's see, I'm trying to say, it was originally published in 2020, so just shortly after the pandemic began. Um, But it just says, a gender reveal celebration is blamed for a wildfire, and it isn't the first time. So they were apparently using a pyrotechnic device, in quotations, to announce the the gender of a baby boy. And apparently the smoke-generating pyrotechnic device ignited a wildfire and uh, unfortunately, gosh, this story just gets darker and darker. Um, there are several firefighters, uh, by the look of it, passed away trying to fight oh my gosh. that fire. Yeah. So, like, the family called 911, it says, to report the fire and try to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, uh, there was someone actually passed away trying to fight it shortly thereafter. That's so sad. Almost, it was about a year ago, or I guess three years ago at this point. It's September 17th. So that's pretty wild. I don't. And, uh, you know, we can talk about it now if you want, but it's like, it's so crazy the lengths that people go to do this type of yes. reveal. Like, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> well, and like I said, even just from my perspective, like my wife and I are very simple, straightforward, like this is what's happening. This is what you're going to get out of us. So like for us, certainly this is way over the top, way over the top. I, you know, I, I will say like, 
I, I've seen the ones with like golf balls that explode into smoke or softballs, baseballs, football. You know, I think mm-hmm. that that would have been fun, but I also feel like the risk is considerably lower in that situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just my golf for swing. Sure. Yeah, right. Um, the last one that I'll talk about, actually, they they posted a video apparently to TikTok of them eating like a cake that was colored the appropriate color, and this was from oh, just this past year in July. Uh, they were eating cupcakes that had the inside, they bit into it and the inside was a certain color. Well, the mom started to choke on the actual cupcake and like needed to be assisted. The pregnant woman, right. Started to choke, but it was just like, my gosh, like you're going to kill yourself just trying to eat a stinking cupcake. Like these gender reveal things are just absolutely insane. It's I'll, pretty wild. I'll just go out and live and say no person's life is worth risking uh, yeah. to find out the gender of your child. I mean, yeah, Matt. Yeah. That's, it just seems a little silly. It seems a little silly. Um, but yeah. So so what did you... I guess I, I don't know that I know what you guys actually did because your, your wife tends to be a little bit more... Um, I guess fun and fancy free, we'll say, with your celebrations. What did you guys do for your reveals? So she's super fancy. Uh, yeah. And she is also very much a planner. However, we actually did not find out the gender of either one of our kiddos until they were born. Oh my gosh, of course. I knew that. Yeah. I don't know why I even asked. That's right. You yeah. didn't. No, it was. Um, I, I didn't. I don't think I had a strong preference either way. But mm-hmm. after doing it uh, with our our daughter finding out that we were going to have a girl, um, when she was born, I definitely wanted to do that again for our son. It's just like one of the greatest surprises I think that you can have, uh, especially like in your adult life. I feel like a lot of surprises once you become an adult are not fun. This is probably the (laughs) most fun surprise, um, to, to find out at least it was for us. Um, and it was just great. Like, you know, I got emotional. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a girl, you know, and then mm-hmm. it's a boy. Like, it's just, you don't, you don't ever get that chance unless you don't find out. So it was right. fun. Yeah. No, I, man, I don't know. I, 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 I appreciate your patience, I suppose, because <laughs> uh, there's no way that I would be able to wait that long. I, uh, I actually had told some of my colleagues and that we were going to find out early and they were kind of, they kind of said exactly what you did actually just now is that like the surprise, again, I work with a lot of women and they were the ones obviously giving birth and they were saying, you know, the surprise is what kept them going through labor. Like, yeah. I need to know, I need to know, is it a boy or a girl? I have to get this baby out, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just, so they were upset, needless to say <laughs> that, that we were finding out or like, oh, you should wait, you should wait. You're, you know, you'll, you'll be happier on the day when you, when you find out for the first time. And I was like, yeah, that might be true. But also I could just find out now because we have the technology and it's great. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously you you did, you and your wife did what was right for you. And and my wife and I, we did the same. And I think it's, they're both equally exciting to find, to find out whenever you find out it's exciting. Um, It's, it is funny though. My wife, I think knew when we, when our daughter was born that it was going to be a girl and when our son was uh, born that it was going to be a boy just by how the pregnancies were, which I thought was really interesting. Um, she didn't like 
she didn't really pull me in one direction, but like after the fact, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I knew we were having a girl first. And then she's like, yeah, I knew we were going to have a boy. So I think, I don't know, again, it goes like that mother and child bond like starts so much sooner than it does for, with the dads. You know, we don't have that opportunity. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that she knew, you know. So, you know, it's I love to hear those stories because, you know, we through this whole process, here's a, here's a dad perspective for you. Okay. A dad perspective. So we've been told by so many other people, you are having a boy, you are having a girl, right? Like, you know, obviously these people are just seeing my wife for the first time or, you know, just feeling like they need to voice their opinion. It's amazing how many people side note, it's amazing how many people have an opinion on what you're going to have just meeting you casually for the first time. Right. But they would always say like, oh, did you do, you know, the ring test? There's like this little thing where you like tie your wedding ring to a string. And if it turns, I, we didn't do this, so I don't actually remember what it is. But it's like if it turns one direction, it's a boy. If it turns the other direction, it's a girl. I don't know. There's all <laughs> these old wives tales like how high, you're, yeah, how high you're carrying, how big you are at what time. And, you know, there's just, there's just so many. We could, we could literally... Maybe we should, although we're dads, so maybe wives' tales aren't the best for us. But anyway, um, we could spend a whole episode discussing all the old wives' tales about how you tell, you know, what your baby's going to be before you find out what your baby's actually going to be. Um, but what I want to say, the, the stuff that find I found fascinating personally from a science perspective was we are pregnant around the same time as one of my wife's very close friends growing up, oh, okay. and they found out very very early on through some genetic testing. And so they were able to, you know, they do all the big genetic tests, obviously for everybody, but depending on what your insurance and covers here in the U S insurance is a pretty big thing, right? Um, depending on what your insurance and covers, your insurance covers, you can find out much earlier through genetic testing through chromosomal tests. Right. So, um, it turns out actually that our insurance does cover it, which is ironic, but we didn't know that at the time. And they were very unclear about that when we were calling them, but that's besides the point. Um, so we had to wait until the anatomical scan, um, yep. through ultrasound. So it, it was really just this fun, like, you know, uh, my, my wife is a little bit technically further on and she, than her friend. And she was like, I can't believe that they know before us. Like I need to know and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was this really fascinating thing of like all these people would just come up and be like, oh, I bet you're having this. Oh, I bet you're having that. And just the reasons why we're so from someone who likes to think he thinks logically we're so illogical and just like, why, why that means nothing. Like there's, <laughs> there's nothing there. Right. Yeah. But they all had such like, you are having this. They were so certain, like they would bet their life on it. It's, it's funny. And, I think my favorite story with around this was like we were walking out of bye bye baby and this lady out of her car shouted you're having a boy and we kind of looked looked back at her and we were like we just i i didn't know what to do and she was like do you know and we were like no we're not finding out she's like well it's a boy and then we had a girl so So like you know (laughs) they weren't even right all that for nothing i know people you know it's interesting thankfully you know well, not, not thankfully, but mm-hmm. with both of the kids being born with the pandemic going on, oh, like we didn't yeah. really like there wasn't there weren't pe- random people coming up and touching my wife's stomach, which like yeah. thank goodness, because I would have gotten really upset. Um, yeah. But we didn't have yeah. that. We didn't really have like the whole like 
outside of this one experience, people yelling or telling mm-hmm. us what we were having. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, Matt, I've been like looking, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the day that someone comes up to my wife that we have no, you know, we have no knowledge of who these people are. I've been waiting for them to come up and like, you know, touch my wife's belly. I'm like, if that ever happens, I am like, it's, it's going to go down. Like, I, like, no, that is not okay. Cause I've heard of that happening. And it's funny that you even mentioned that independently of me saying this. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to hear that that did not happen. Obviously, the circumstances were different with the world situation. But right. yeah, no, that's that's just not okay. People, people, dads, if you're listening, anybody who's listening, don't don't do that. Don't go up and touch a random pregnant woman's belly. It's not okay. Personal it's just, space. It's just kind of weird. I, I will say though, it does not stop after the child's been born. I we had we were like at the mall at one point, and we just had this woman like come incredibly close to uh the stroller and we actually had had it covered because i think it was our daughter she was sleeping at the time and Mm -hmm. she was like can i see the baby it was like super weird and i don't it it was like harmless but it was weird you know and like just people don't i don't know and maybe things have gotten better because of the pandemic and and space and all that but yeah it's it's odd what people do with with pregnant women and with Mm -hmm. babies i don't know it's like they just don't think there's any boundaries yeah no it's like I said, I, I've heard stories similar to what you're describing now. So it just, it just makes sense. It's so crazy. But yeah. I don't know. I, I can't imagine it would, it would not go over well with me. I'll just say that. All right, Ben. Well, I know you like tease us at the beginning, so I got to ask, you know, yeah. what are you guys going to have? I say, I don't know. We feel like, can we, can we insert like a drum roll here and yes. post and see how that sure. goes? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we found out couple weeks ago that we are expecting a wonderful bouncing baby boy yes a boy yes <laughs> i know very excited we're going to conquer the world together it's yeah. going to be wonderful oh my gosh that's so exciting it's funny i feel like when our daughter was born everybody was having girls and then we had our yeah. son and now everybody's having boys so everybody's having boys well it's funny because most of as i mentioned earlier most of my nephews obviously are all boys there's only one one niece, one girl. Oh, right. So we're just adding, we're adding to the boys in my, in my family, I suppose. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong boy or girl, but yeah, it is fun no, we, to have a boy. Well, it's funny. And I'll, and this is the last I'll say about it. Obviously we're very excited having a boy, very good news. Um, but I was convinced it was a girl for the longest time. <laughs> I was convinced. And it's funny that you said that your wife said that she knew all along that, you know, what it was. My wife said, I don't, I had no idea. I just, I had no feeling either way. That's so, funny. You know, mother's intuition only goes so far with my wife. Apparently, she's still she's still working on her intuition. I'll be honest. I think, she, I think my wife didn't realize or come to like like realize and then really know what she was having until kind of later on. Yeah, probably like the seven eight month mark. Um, okay. And you know, maybe this is another uh, episode idea, but like names, right? We'll have to talk about names at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we all struggled <laughs> figuring out what the names are going to oh, yeah. be. Um, I'll, I'll I'll just give you a hint. We're not going to tell anybody our names, but we do have them. Good. Okay. And we, yeah, the struggle is real. We should maybe make that another episode. I think that's a great idea, and that can maybe fun. be a teaser for our future episode here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great, Ben. Yeah. Congrats. Um, Thank you very much. Super excited for you, boy dads. Yeah. I mean, they always say girl yeah. dads, but I think boy dads are fun. 
Gotta yeah, do that too. I say we get the whole. There's all those psychology things about how the boy wants to kill the dad, but you know, let's let's try to oh, get past that. I never heard of that, so thanks. <laughs> no, the Oedipus complex, right? Isn't I don't know. I'm probably saying that wrong. Psychology people, leave me alone. I'm sorry. The Oedipus, I don't know, something, something like that. We'll have to look it up. Maybe that'll be the next time. But anyway, yeah, we're super excited, thrilled. Well, congrats. Um, but thank you. I think on that note, it's a great place to stop. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having enjoying our our voices, our silky smooth voices as they enter your ears. Um, and this has been Oops, I Dadded Again. I am Ben. And I'm Matt. And until next time, don't, don't tell, tell mom. mom.